The Adventures of Mr. Mocker by Thornton W. Burgess. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dramatis Persona of the Adventures of Mr. Mocker by Thornton W. Burgess. Narrator read by Marty Chris. Mr. Mocker read by Ronald Schott. Unc Billy Possum, read by Barry Eads. Old Mrs. Possum, by Donna Lawton. Jimmy Skunk, by Phil Chenevere. Peter Rabbit, read by O One Two Three. Jerry Muskrat, read by Marty Chris. Sammy Jay, read by Marty Chris. Hootie the Owl, read by Laurie Ann Walden. Jenny Wren, read by Elizabeth Harvey. Blackie the Crow, read by Beverly Scott. Bertie Fox. Read by James O'Connor. Boomer. Read by Marty Chris. Bobby Coon. Read by Marty Chris. Sticky Tunes. The Tree Tugs. Read by Sherry Gardner. Mr. Buzzard. Read by Beverly Scott. Grandfather Frog. Read by James O'Connor. Teasy Fly. Read by Cheyenne Donnell. Chapter 1 the lone traveler when mistress spring starts from way down south to bring joy and gladness to the green meadows and the green forest the laughing brook and the smiling pool a great many travelers start with her or follow her winsome bluebird goes just a little way ahead of her for winsome is the herald of mistress spring then comes Honker the Goose, and all the world, hearing his voice from way, way up in the blue, blue sky, knows that truly Mistress Spring is on her way. And with her come Little Friend, the Song Sparrow, and Cheerful Robin, and Mr. and Mrs. Redwing. Then follow other travelers, ever so many of them, all eager to get back to the beautiful green forest and the green meadows. Now, there are a few feathered folk who think the far-away South is quite good enough for them to live there all year round. Old Mr. Buzzard used to think that way. Indeed, he used to think that there was no place like the dear old South, and it wasn't until he went looking for his old friend, Unc Billy Possum, who had come up to live in the Green Forest, that he found out how nice it is where the laughing brook dances down through the green forest to the smiling pool and then through the green meadows to the big river now when he is sure that there is no danger that he will have cold feet or that he will catch cold in his bald head he likes to come up to spend the summer near unc billy possum of course Old Mr. Buzzard has wonderful stories to tell when he goes back south in the fall, and all winter long he warms his toes on the chimney tops while he tells his friends about the wonderful things he has seen in his travels. Now, there is a certain friend of his, and of Unc Billy Possum, who had listened to these stories for a long time without seeming in the least interested. But he was yes sir he was he was so much interested that he began to wish he could see for himself all these things old mr buzzard was telling about but he didn't say a word not a word he just listened and listened 
and then went on about his business. But when all the other little people in feathers had flown to that faraway country old Mr. Buzzard had told about, even old Mr. Buzzard himself then did this friend of his and of Unc Billy Possum make up his mind that he would go too. He didn't say anything about it to anyone, but he just started off by himself. Now, of course, he didn't know the way, never having been that way before, but he kept on going and going, keeping out of sight as much as he could and asking no questions. Sometimes he wondered if he would know the green forest when he reached it, and then he would remember how old Mr. Buzzard dearly loves to fly round and round high up in the blue, blue sky. All I done got to do is to keep on going till I see Br'er Buzzard, thought he. So he traveled and traveled without speaking to anyone and always looking up in the blue, blue sky. Then one day he saw a black speck high up in the blue, blue sky, and it went round and round and round and round. Finally it dropped down, 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 until it disappeared among the trees. It's Br'er Buzzard, and that must be the green forest where Uncle Billy Possum lives, thought the lone traveler, and chuckled. I reckon I'll give Uncle Billy a surprise. Yes, sir, I reckon so. And all the time Unc Billy Possum and old Mr. Buzzard knew nothing at all about the coming of their old friend and neighbor, but thought him far, far away down in old Virginia where they had left him. End of chapter 1 Chapter 2 Unc Billy Possum Grows Excited Unc Billy Possum sat at the foot of the great hollow tree in which his home is. Unc Billy felt very fine that morning. He had had a good breakfast, and you know a good breakfast is one of the best things in the world to make one feel fine. Then Unc Billy's worries were at an end, for Farmer Brown's boy no longer hunted with his dreadful gun through the green forest or on the green meadows. Then, too, Old Granny Fox and Reddy Fox had moved way, way off to the old pasture on the edge of the mountain, and so Unc Billy felt that his eight little possums could play about without danger. So he sat with his back to the great hollow tree, wondering if it wouldn't be perfectly safe for him to slip up to Farmer Brown's hen house in the dark of the next night for some fresh eggs. He could hear old Mrs. Possum cleaning house and scolding the little possums who kept climbing up on her back. As he listened, Unc Billy grinned and began to sing in a queer, cracked voice. My old woman am a plain old dame, deed she am, deed she am, quick with her broom, with her tongue the same, deed she am, deed she am, but she keeps my house all spick and span, she has good vittles for her old man. She spanks the children, but she loves em too. She sure am sharp, but she's good and true. Deed she am, deed she am. You all better stop lazing and hustle about for something for dinner, said old Mrs. Possum, sticking her sharp little face out of the doorway. Yes'm, yes'm, I was just aiming to do that very thing, replied Unc Billy meekly as he scrambled to his feet. 
Just then out tumbled his eight children, making such a racket that Unc Billy clapped both hands over his ears. My goodness gracious sakes alive, he exclaimed. One pulled Unc Billy's tail, two scrambled up his back. In two minutes Unc Billy was down on the ground, rolling and tumbling in the maddest kind of a frolic with his eight children. Right in the midst of it, Unc Billy sprang to his feet. His eyes were shining and his funny little ears were pricked up. Hush, y'alls, he commanded. How do y'alls think I can hear anything with y'alls making such a racket? He boxed the ears of one and shook another, and then when all were still, he stood with his right hand behind his right ear, listening and listening. I certainly thought I heard the voice of an old friend from way down south. I certainly did, he muttered and without another word he started off into the green forest, more excited than he had been since his family came up from old Virginia. End of chapter 2 Chapter 3 Unc Billy's Vain Search Unc Billy Possum was excited. Anyone would have known it just to look at him. He hurried off up the lone little path through the green forest without even saying good-bye to old Mrs. Possum and all the little possums. They just stared after Unc Billy and didn't know what to make of it, for such a thing as Unc Billy forgetting to say good-bye had never happened before. Yes, indeed, Unc Billy certainly was excited. Old Mrs. Possum sat in the doorway of their home in the great hollow tree and watched Unc Billy out of sight. Her sharp little eyes seemed to grow sharper as she watched. I done sent that no-account possum to hunt for something for dinner. But pears to me he's plumb forgot it already, she muttered. Just look at him, with his head up in the air, like he thought dinner for winds would drop right down to him out of the sky. If he's aiming to find a bird's nest with eggs in it this time of year, he surely am plumb foolish in his head. No, sir, that honorary possum has clean forgotten what I just done told him. And if winds am going to have any dinner, I certainly have got to flax round right smart spry myself. Old Mrs. Possum chased the eight little possums into the house and warned them not to so much as put their heads outside the door while she was gone. Then she started out to hunt for their dinner, still muttering as she went. Old Mrs. Possum was quite right. Unc Billy had forgotten all about that dinner. You see, he had something else on his mind. While he had been playing with his children, he had thought that he heard a voice way off in the distance, and it had sounded very, very much like the voice of an old friend from way down south in old Virginia. He had listened and listened, but didn't hear it again and yet he was sure he had heard it that once. The very thought that that old friend of his might be somewhere in the green forest excited Unc Billy so that it fairly made him homesick. He just had to go look for him. So all the rest of that day Unc Billy Possum walked and walked through the green forest, peering up in the treetops and looking into the bushes until his neck ached. But nowhere did he catch a glimpse of his old friend. The longer he looked, the more excited he grew. "'What's the matter with you?' asked Jimmy Skunk, meeting Unc Billy on the crooked little path near the top of the hill. "'Nothing, nothing, sir. 
I'm just walking for my health, replied Unc Billy over his shoulder as he hurried on. You see, he didn't like to tell anyone what he thought he had heard, for fear that it might not be true, and then they would laugh at him. Didn't suppose Uncle Billy ever worried about his health, muttered Jimmy Skunk with a puzzled look as he watched Unc Billy disappear. Just as jolly, round, red Mr. Sun dropped out of sight behind the purple hills, Unc Billy gave it up and turned toward home. His neck ached from looking up in the treetops, and his feet were sore from walking. And just then Unc Billy for the first time thought of that dinner that old Mrs. Possum had sent him to get. Unc Billy sat down and mopped his brow in dismay. I specs I'm in for it this time, sure enough, he said. End of Chapter 3 Chapter 4 Unc Billy Comes Home Unc Billy Possum crept along in the darkest shadows he could find as he drew near to the great hollow tree which is his home. I specs I'm in for it. I specs I'm surely am in for it this time, he kept muttering. So Unc Billy crept along in the black shadows until he got where he could look up and see his own doorway. Then he sat and watched a while. All was still. There wasn't a sound in the great hollow tree. Perhaps my old woman am out calling, and I can slip in and go to bed before she gets back, said Unc Billy, hopefully to himself, as he started to climb the great hollow tree. But at the first scratch of his toenails on the bark, the sharp face of old Mrs. Possum appeared in the doorway. Good evening, my dear, said Unc Billy in the mildest kind of a voice. Old Mrs. Possum said nothing. But Unc Billy felt as if her sharp black eyes were looking right through him. Unc Billy grinned a sickly kind of grin as he said, I hope you alls are feeling good tonight. Where's that dinner I sent you for? demanded old Mrs. Possum sharply. Unc Billy fidgeted uneasily. I done brought you two eggs from Farmer Brown's hen house, he replied meekly. Two eggs? Two eggs? How? Do you think I'm going to feed eight hungry mouths on two eggs? Snapped old Mrs. Possum. Unc Billy hung his head. He hadn't a word to say. He just couldn't tell her that he had spent the whole day tramping through the green forest looking for an old friend whose voice he had thought he heard when he ought to have been helping her find a dinner for the eight little possums. No, sir, Unc Billy hadn't a word to say. My, 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 how old Mrs. Possum did scold as she came down the great hollow tree to get the two eggs. Unc Billy knew that he deserved every bit of it. He felt very miserable, and he was too tired to have a bit of spirit left. So he just sat at the foot of the great hollow tree and said nothing, while old Mrs. Possum bit a hole in the end of one egg and began to suck it. All the time she was looking at Unc Billy with those sharp eyes of hers. When she had finished the egg, she pushed the other over to him. You eat that, she said shortly. You look as if you hadn't had anything to eat today. Which was true. Then you hustle up to bed. It's all ready for you. Unc Billy did as he was bid. And as he tucked himself into his snug, warm bed, he murmured sleepily. Old Mrs. Possum has a sharp, sharp tongue, but her bark is worse than her bite. 
for old Mrs. Possum has a soft, soft heart, though she hides it way out of sight. End of Chapter 4 Chapter 5 Sammy Jay is Indignant Sammy Jay was indignant. Yes, sir, Sammy Jay was very much put out. In fact, Sammy was just plain downright mad. It is bad enough to be found out and blamed for the things you really do, but to be blamed for things that you don't do and don't even know anything about is more than even Mr. Jaybird can stand. It had begun when he met Jimmy Skunk early in the morning. Hello, Sammy Jay. What were you doing up so late last night? said Jimmy Skunk. I wasn't up late. I went to bed at my usual hour, just after Mr. Sun went to bed behind the Purple Hills, replied Sammy Jay. Oh, come, Sammy Jay, be honest for once in your life. It was a long, long, long time after Mr. Sun went to bed that I heard you screaming and making a great fuss over in the green forest. What was it all about? Sammy Jay stamped one foot. He was beginning to lose his temper. You know he loses it very easily. I am honest, he screamed. I tell you, I went to bed just as I always do, and I didn't wake up until this morning. Then you must talk something dreadful in your sleep, said Jimmy Skunk, turning his back on Sammy Jay, who was so mad by this time that for a few minutes he couldn't find his tongue. When he did, he flew off screaming at the top of his lungs. He was still screaming when he flew over the old briar patch where Peter Rabbit was just beginning to doze off. Peter was sleepy. He didn't like to have his morning nap disturbed. I, Sammy Jay. Didn't you make record enough last night to give honest folks a little peace and quiet today? shouted Peter Rabbit. Sammy Jay flew up into a young cherry tree on the edge of the old briar patch, and his eyes were fairly red with anger as he glared down at Peter Rabbit. What's the joke, Peter Rabbit? That's the second time this morning that I've been told that I was screaming last night when all the time I was fast asleep, said Sammy Jay. Then it's a funny way you have of sleeping, replied Peter Rabbit. Come, Sammy, be honest and tell me what you were railing tea for over in the green forest. Peter Rabbit, you and Jimmy Skunk are crazy, just as crazy as loons, sputtered Sammy Jay. I tell you, I was asleep, and I guess I ought to know. And I guess I know your voice when I hear it, replied Peter Rabbit. It's bad enough in daytime. But if I was you, I would quit yelling in the night. Some one of these times, Hooty the Owl, will hear you, and that will be the end of you and your noise. Now go away. I want to sleep. Sammy went. He was mad clear through, and yet he didn't know what to make of it. Were they just trying to make him mad, or had he really been screaming in his sleep? He flew over to the smiling pool. Jerry Muskrat looked up and saw him. What were you yelling about in the night, Sammy Jay? said Jerry. This was too much. Sammy Jay let his wings and his tail droop dejectedly and hung his head. I don't know. I really don't know anything about it, he said. End of chapter 5 Chapter 6 
Sammy Jay thinks he's going crazy. Everywhere he went, Sammy Jay heard that shouted after him. Dozens and dozens of times a day he heard it. At first he lost his temper and was the very maddest jaybird ever seen on the green meadows or in the green forest. It isn't true! It isn't true! It isn't true! He would scream at the top of his lungs, and then everybody within hearing would shout, It, it is, is true. true! Sammy would just dance up and down and scream and scream and scream. He was so angry. And then he was sure to hear someone pipe up. Sam is mad and we are glad, and we know how to tease him. But some dog not, he'll get a fright, for Hooty'll come and seize him. That really began to worry him. At first he had thought that it was all a joke on the part of the little people of the green forest and the green meadows, and that they had made up the story about hearing him in the night. Then he began to think that it might be true that he did talk in his sleep, and this worried him a whole lot. If he did that, Hooty the Owl would surely find him sooner or later, and in the morning there wouldn't be anything left of him but a few feathers from his fine coat. The more he thought about it, the more worried Sammy Jay became. He lost his appetite and began to grow thin. He kept out of sight whenever possible and no longer screamed, Thief! Thief! through the forest. In fact, his voice was rarely heard during the day. But it seemed that he must be talking just as much as ever in the night. At least everybody said that he was. Worse still, different ones said that they heard him in different places in the green forest and even down on the green meadows. Could it be that he was flying about as well as talking in his sleep? And nobody believed him when he said that he was asleep all night. They thought that he was awake and doing it purposely. They might have known that he couldn't see in the night, for his eyes are made for daylight and not for darkness, like the eyes of Boomer the Nighthawk and Hooty the Owl. But they didn't seem to think of this, and insisted that almost every night they heard him down on the alders along the Laughing Brook. Yet every morning when he awoke, Sammy could find himself just where he went to sleep the night before, safely hidden in the thickest part of a big pine tree. If they are not all crazy, then I must be, said Sammy Jay to himself as he turned away from the breakfast which he could not eat. Then... He had a happy idea. Why didn't I think of it before? I'll sleep all day, and then I'll keep awake all night and see what happens then, he exclaimed. So Sammy Jay hurried away to the darkest part of the green forest and tried to sleep through the day. End of chapter 6